0: Welcome to MTZ Overflow podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. that was good uh, <laughs> you're singing all of the parts that's impressive very well I mean you are impressive anyway oh wow thank you Pastor we are back
1: let's get it
0: welcome everyone to MtZ overflow I am your host Cassandra Thorpe um, getting into it. Well, as you all know, we taken a little break. Um, we enjoyed our summers. I was traveling for real. Um, that's on me. me. I'll take I'll take some responsibility. Yeah, you take a lot. Oh, okay. Every time I looked lot
1: around, lot. like I'm gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gone. I went to I took a family road trip. We uh we met in Arkansas and then we drove from Arkansas to denver and we hit oklahoma kansas new mexico arizona utah and ended up in colorado so it was cool met family along the way so i have a cousin he's a truck driver and he's shared his location with us and i saw he was on that side of the country Mm. so i called him and i was like hey like we're actually doing a road trip like i wonder how we can meet up so we, our paths actually did cross and we met in uh, Arizona. And so we got to spend time with him and talked with him. And my mom was really happy because I don't think she's seen him in, in a while. Because she would go visit my uncle. But whenever she would go visit my uncle, my cousin was on the road. So right. so they'd talk, but like she, she got to see him. That's and good. so that was pretty cool. Did that. I went to Orlando, learned some stuff. And I went to, I went out of the country for the first time, officially, with my passport. <laughs> went to the UK. Mm. So that was good. That was a fun that's experience. That's your first
1: time out of the country?
0: I went to Canada in high school. Okay. And I, But I didn't need that passport then. I needed my original birth certificate right. and a photo ID. So to actually have a passport and use it, that's the key. Last I had to get a passport. <laughs> we took a family cruise, had a passport. They didn't stamp it. I just needed to have it, and I was upset. Because you uh, wanted to stamp? Yes. Well, no, we went on a cruise, and
1: people when we stopped in the Bahamas, people was like, it was like a station they can go to to get their passport stamped. Yeah, okay. In the Bahamas.
0: I'm going to do that mm-hmm. next time I'm in the Bahamas.
1: But uh, they don't even stamp passports anymore.
0: No, so why do I have it?
1: <laughs> and oh. it's all digital. So, yeah.
0: I could, like, I could have a QR code or something, or it, like, regenerates and something new just in case someone doesn't take my passport. I don't know. But I was like, I got a book. You're not doing my book. Okay, well, I should have just gotten the card then, the passport card at this point. But when I came back from the UK, I was like, look, this is my first time out of the country. I really want my passport stamped. And the guy that was sitting there, he was like, really? Really? And I was like, Yeah, I was just seeing if it's possible. He's like, Did you pay your taxes this year? I was like, Yes. He's like, Well, I guess you pay me, so and then he stamped my passport. What? What's like, a slick remark? It was unnecessary. Very. So I was like I was like, Whatever. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Got my passport stamped. Uh, and then I went to a wedding. Went to two weddings. Are you baptized some people on Sunday. Yeah,
1: we baptized five.
0: Mm. Mm hmm. One of them was uh, from online, right? I think the message what I heard was uh, one of them had reached out to a bunch of churches mm. about joining, and Mount Zion was the only one that responded to him. Wow! And he brought his family, and they were there. Yeah. Um. So, it just shows like the people that we have here and how intentional we are, and making sure people get connected
1: like especially baptism we're big mm -hmm. on that we're Mm -hmm. very big on that and and we've baptized a lot of people over the last I think next month it'll be seven years I've been here Mm. as the pastor so we've baptized a lot I don't need to give a Renee to see how many people we've baptized because at one point I think for about three years Mm -hmm. we baptized somebody every first Sunday wow like didn't miss a month Mm. every first Sunday we were baptized somebody wow Pretty awesome. hmm So
0: I remember that. The, that's amazing. I remember the baptism that Deacon McDonald saved. We were outside. <laughs> so if you haven't seen the YouTube video, it was what 2020? 2020, 2021 early? You might need to send that to church of Last. <laughs> <laughs> so it
1: was 2020. It was like the end of the summer.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we were outside. We we're baptizing up um on outside. And, you know, when you get baptized, you know, you get a you get new life. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you were saved. you going to the, to the gates. And it was windy that day. And there were speakers because we were talking, things like that. But one of the speakers blew over because the wind was so heavy. It almost went into the water. Mm-hmm. But D.G. McDonald stepped in and s- saved a life. <laughs> saved a life. <laughs> from... Going straight to see Jesus. After baptism. After baptism.
1: (laughs) What a celebration. What a celebration. What a
0: celebration.
1: Lord have mercy. (laughs) In a lawsuit. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. So,
0: yeah, uh, go, yeah, scroll back 2020 and our videos there. It is there for the baptism because it is recorded.
1: Boy, I was so nervous. (laughs) It's like time out he went down and came up. I think that when I took him down, came up then, or I I was about to take him down. It blew over and I caught like the top of it. And Dickie McDonald caught the bottom of the speaker.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was, uh, we've been creative. Still trying to do ministry in the midst of COVID. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of stories to tell. boy.
0: Yeah. What I do, what I like about us is that we are continuing to be creative. Mm -hmm. That's what we strive to do. Um, and so, and it takes a lot of people to do that. Right. And that is what you are talking about here in the sermon. The method of unity mm-hmm. is coming together, and all of the pieces that that go into it. Uh, so, talk to us about Ephesians. So we're in Ephesians four, one through six. Um, this is Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. Mm-hmm. See, I'll be known. <laughs> <laughs> why is paul particularly writing to ephesus because i feel if my memory serves me ephesus is doing it right right like right. it's a it's a not a con-
1: like a good church good church yeah, it's yeah. A good church they got it going on mm-hmm. um they're doing uh, great things for the kingdom and so if you read the book of acts you'll see paul's uh, missionary journey and goal is to go out and evangelize to gentiles gentiles or anybody who are not jews um, and so he's making these stops all over asia uh, uh how to um become christian he's persuading them and ephesus is one of his stops and um he's locked up in a roman jail i think a, i think roman as he's writing to them he's locked up in jail Mm. and while he's in prison he just writing these letters to these various churches to encourage to correct um to to inspire um but also to instruct he's Mm. like being pastoral um to these churches to help them become better christians and focus on um what they did they continued the work of jesus christ and because of these letters the churches were still able to grow and still able to prosper and because of these letters to these churches i'm pretty sure we are here today Mm -hmm. because christianity continued to go on and on and on because of uh, these letters to to the church
0: yeah and these letters are so like Intricate and personal like it's not Paul doesn't do like a copy paste to each church like they're very specific to what um, The needs of each of those churches are and so we This sermon talks about the method of unity. What is this sermon series? What are we focusing on with the sermon series?
1: Um, Live in unity Um, So, you know everything this year is focused on living um, being active being engaged and so this sermon series is focused on living in unity, and then all this month, all the sermons will be coming from Ephesians chapter four. Oh, okay. So, uh, all the sermons will come from this one chapter for the entire month as we focus on living in
0: unity. Oh, okay. So we're really diving into Ephesians because mm-hmm. Ephesians is doing it doing it right, as we said. Uh, I really liked the story. That you open with about the farm and the the rat. Mm -hmm. Um, You lost me for a bit, and I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, where is he going? (laughs) But the, the point of, like, the next time you hear that someone is facing a problem and think it doesn't concern you, remember that when there's a rat trap in the house, the whole barnyard is at risk. And that is just a testament to how much we... Do not operate alone We are here We are designed to be in a community Right Like yes you do see some Animal like what would they say Like the lone wolf the wolf has a pack
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Like that lone wolf Is by himself either Because they chose not to They got lost or They are They didn't agree to what the rest Of the group was doing but like lone wolf Isn't like a strong thing no. But it's being portrayed as such. I think the same thing is sometimes thought of as a lion, but a lion, like male lion, not having, but he's got a whole pride that's with him, right? Like uh, I think we forget about the importance and intentionality of unity. Like even in the Ark, God didn't say just bring one, he said bring two, and then he put them all together. That would actually be a funny little movie. Like a voiceover of all the animals in the ark. Mm-hmm. Someone take that run with it. But <laughs> uh, one of the one of the notes you're talking about, like you're looking out for others, um, it's for the betterment of the whole, and what's going on doesn't impact you, or when what is going on doesn't impact you in a positive manner, right? Getting outside of yourself. Have you ever truly lived in this type of community? Yeah. 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 Where, when, how? Church,
1: huh? army. Um, yeah, because uh, the places I've worked in have all consisted of requiring a team effort mm-hmm. that one person alone cannot accomplish. Accomplish um, the task that's been set before us, and so. Um, being in, being in the army where we learn from the beginning about the team concept Mm -hmm. of how to accomplish a task and then being a pastor of a church, even though, um, you may have a lot of great skills or a lot of different abilities, you can't do it all by yourself. You need other people to come alongside of you to accomplish the task of developing, mentoring, maturing, uh, evangelizing, discipleship. Because if I can do, it, I can't, I can't be an usher and preach a sermon at the same mm-hmm. time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't preach the sermon and be in the AV booth, even though sometimes I want to be so bad. With you. <laughs> <laughs> but. I need other people um, who who don't mind never being mentioned, mm-hmm. um, never getting the spotlight, but without them, our services will never happen. Um, people don't know how much bro andy do
0: mm-hmm.
1: throughout the week just for us to make it to Sunday. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and if you're new to the church and you don't know bro Andy, you wouldn't know he's bro Andy. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Because he's just going to be that cool dude walking around. A issue come up, he'll go fix it, sit back in his seat, Mm -hmm. go to worship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's just understanding that i'm responsible um for making things happen but i may not always get the praise for making it happen and i'm cool with that
0: yeah that's ego
1: you feel what i mean when you but when you understand who you are that that's uh that's the next session um then you get you're fine with being
0: unified with other Mm -hmm. people yeah, that like knowledge of who you are is just so important and I and I feel <clears throat> like the people that strive to be alone have this I don't know, this sense of the identity is like I have to prove to other people that I can do it. I can get I can do it on my own. I don't need anybody else. People get in the way. Um, it's just so it's interesting like how people think like that right
1: and and it comes some insecurities right mm-hmm. um because you know and I and I said in the sermon I lived by that when I was in the army um when I first went to the army no I was 19
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I had been preaching since I was 13 years old and i just been trying to live a holy and righteous life, like for real. And when I went in, finished basic training. And basic training, everybody go to church. Mm. Um, Not because they're Christian, but because they don't want to do, like, duties around the barracks. (laughs) It's like a getaway. (laughs) So everybody go. Okay. Everybody goes. um, In basic training. And so... Um, but when I went to my regular duty station when you're free to do whatever you want on Sunday mornings I was in a barracks probably 80 to 90 people living mm-hmm. in the barracks and out of those 80 to 90 people, two people was getting up on Sunday morning and going to church hmm. Um, and so I felt a lot of isolation mm. um because I wasn't like everybody else you feel what i mean mm-hmm. and, and 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 it's because nobody else was really honoring god and and it's a hard place to be in, especially when you're a teenager in a country where at the age of 14 you can go to nightclubs and drink mm. you feel what i mean mm-hmm. and and so i felt isolated because everybody else was on that and then and new people come in the unit they begun become friends with people that's been there the whole time that i never became friends with because i wasn't doing the things that they were doing mm-hmm. until i started doing it. <laughs> i can't fit a jack i'm gonna keep it 100 <laughs> <you feel me? laughs> i still i started to you know, partake that, that's what this is for that's yeah <laughs> I, still, I started to partake in the activities that everybody else was doing <laughs> then i made more friends
0: amazing how that happens
1: um and it's kind of weird because as i often state as believers we should be able to bleed on and not blend in Mm -hmm. and sometimes we do like i did i just blended with everybody else Mm -hmm. um but i was in church every sunday still Mm -hmm. be in the world but not of the world right i'm still i just i blended in with what everybody else was doing um and, and and because I often felt that isolation, I, I you were like, yo, I came in this world by myself. When I die, I'll be by myself, so I'm going to live that way. That's that mentality mm-hmm. I had taken up. And then especially when we deployed to Iraq the first time, you know, I was really developing, trying to develop a closer relationship with God cause I'm at war and I want him to protect me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, all, all this party and I did now it is over. I'm in, I'm in combat. I need you more now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I found myself again alone. Mm. Um, and so because of that, I, I, my mentality was changing towards people, but I was miserable mm-hmm. cause I was by myself all the time. Um, I didn't have nobody there to help me, encourage me and motivate me. I, all they had to come from within and that becomes a burden mm-hmm. mentally. And so the Lord had to show me, yo, you you, don't, you can't live a life by yourself. And that's, and that's what I know for sure that can't go at life by myself, can't go at life alone. Gotta be able to trust somebody, gotta be able to bring somebody along with you and walk with you. Somebody need to know your secrets. Mm-hmm. You feel what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, someone that's that's able to hold them, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Um, but you got to be able to be able to share that with somebody um, that can, and then someone need to hold you accountable for your actions. Because mm-hmm. when there's no accountability, you do whatever you want to do. Right. And so that's why I say you we we were created. To Be in partnership. Mm-hmm. We wasn't created to be live in isolation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we definitely were not. I mean, Eve was created because man was not um was not designed to be alone.
1: It was not good for man to be alone. Thank you. Dang. Thank you. What? I thought you knew Bible.
0: I paraphrase Bible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's why. That's why we need a YouTube channel. So I will tell you, we should record this.
0: I'm gonna figure it out because I went to put that camera, and I was like, mm, "There's no cord to connect it to the computer. I can't record off that. And I don't even know where the card would be. But yeah, oh my gosh, this would be a hilarious YouTube. We can just
1: use the iPhone.
0: Just prop it up. Yeah. For
1: real, I mean, it is an i four fourteen Pro that I have. So see, that's what I do most of my videos on. Did you see my video on Facebook? The Inviting one... people to Bible study? No, you need to go back and watch it. It's like top tier editing.
0: The last one I saw was you working out in your basement.
1: That was top tier, also. Top, it was. It was a tier.
0: Let's say that. <laughs>
1: That one, that was top tier. The voiceover.
0: <laughs> the voiceover. Come on. I was like, does he have enough room to move in his basement? Yeah. Because you were in the theater room, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like that's not enough room that's for you.
1: That's totally enough. Mm-hmm, okay. I'm looking to turn the other side into like a workout area. But I like going to the gym now. Oh,
0: that's nice. Yeah. It's like, it's a getaway, it's a different space. Mm-hmm.
1: Can... In the basement, in that room is no. No windows mm. close the doors. hot i believe that fast mm-hmm. okay let's get back to
0: <laughs> what's your next question <laughs> <laughs> so uh your first point is my understanding the worth of our calling and i think part of the you mentioned i'm like part of the unity piece is knowing who you are mm-hmm. and and living within that um you made a note of stating that like God has allowed Jews and Gentiles to be united together. Um, what was my question? My question is, like, okay. <clears throat> so you made the note about um, God has allowed and Jews and Gentiles to be united together. And I know that those two groups have historically been separated. Mm-hmm. So if if they can do it, like if they can come together, like why can't we? What is the component of like our calling that keeps us ununified? Divided. Divided, thank you. Words are hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so uh, if we look at this, uh, the first three chapters, Paul is really just explaining to the church at Ephesus, the importance of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He's explaining to them how they've been called by him, how he foreknew them before the foundation of the world of how the blood has redeemed us, how he has forgiven us and how we've experienced the riches of God's grace. And so understanding Um, The worth of my calling allows me to be unified with my brother or sister in Christ. Mm. Because I understand what Christ did for me in order for me to receive that call. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I understand where my life was without the call. And my life with the call says, hey, um, he thought I was worth something. And since he thought I was worth something, (laughs) worth dying for, right, Mm. Um, then I must also think that he's worth something to follow what he told me to do. And what did he tell me to do? Well, uh, this is not in the sermon. It should have been. Um, He told us to follow two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your body, and your soul and then love your neighbor as yourself. If we can focus on those two elements of living, it'll allow us to really connect and be unified with any and everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the part, because of slavery, because of segregation, um, we have what we call the black church, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which mm-hmm. it shouldn't be. Should be just the church mm. but but because of segregation, mm-hmm. because of um hatred, because of differences of theological perspectives and understanding the biblical precepts that's in the text, because of that, uh and because of our uh way in which we worship. The church has been divided or separated and say this the black church, it's the white church, or the Hispanic church, or we got the charismatic church, or the intellectual church. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, or you have uh, the prosperity, name it and claim it, call it in the hall, it gab it and grab it, reach it church. Or you got the church they going to shout all day, but the church you got to bring a pen and a pimples in the past so that you can understand what's being taught to you Mm -hmm. so we have the church the universal church is actually not what christ called it to be a unified church but it is divided based off theology and interpretation of the text worship style music so you have some churches where you got uh smoke machines and uh darkness and DJs you feel what I'm saying mm-hmm. then you have some churches where you have deacons still doing devotion mm-hmm. you got choirs or you got praising. you know it's just different things separate our churches uh, but ultimately uh, we still should be able to unite uh, be unified together as one church but because of racial differences uh, because of you know just certain things that separates separates the church
0: yeah that yeah so what does a unified church look like
1: um acts 2 42 through 47 they got all things in common um they eat breaking bread from house to house um they continue in prayer and the doctrine of the apostles um they they find favor within the community and because of this God adds to the church daily. And some would say that's the utopia of churches. And I'm I'm glad that's our vision statement because your vision should always be bigger than your capacity. <laughs> always uh, and uh and that's our goal to be able to get to that place of being in acts 2 42 through 47 church and that's 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 the perfect church uh um, right there until that's acts 2 but Acts 6 then the church gets gets going for real
0: mm.
1: <laughs> where the hellenistic widows are mad because the jewish widows are getting taken care of better than them and so it lasted for four chapters, but, but that's <laughs> that's the goal. And I think and that's what we should be striving towards, how we're in prayer, how we're in worship, how we're in, in um, Bible study, the doctrine of the apostles, how we're taking care of the least, how we're looking at those who are less than. Um, and, and it all goes together uh, with that unified church. Hmm. And so, you know, we, seen, we see... Uh, you would want no any pastor would want every member of the church to be involved in ministry i I would hope I would hope um but I don't, but like my home church it seems like like when they came to my installation service, they had like eighty people in the choir. Wow, they had about fifty <laughs> ushers and nurses, wow. And it's a smaller congregation than our church, mm. you feel what I'm saying mm-hmm. um and it's just um culture of the church or, and and
0: then how they go about doing things and so yeah, I think here too i I don't know about the surrounding churches in Milwaukee, but here, a lot of the churches are. Go in, get what you need, get out. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it is transactional, right? In that, um, some are dark. You can't really see people. Um, there's not a whole lot of uh, call and response or interaction with the congregation and the those that are leading. It's like a separation. Mm-hmm. And I think, and because of that's the that's the culture of. Madison churches, from my experience, okay. my experience, uh, that's where I know we've probably struggled with um, people joining ministries. All right. Um, I'll say we have more young adults than I've seen in mm-hmm. uh, in the church, which is great. Uh, but I uh, think they're learning how to be in church and All what right. that means. And you mentioned the part about. The clashing with the older generation and how they're like, why aren't you a part of it? I even, uh, usher Sunday, Miss Rita was talking about, we can't keep ushering. We need younger folks. Right. Uh, but you know, when you're, if you don't have a positive experience with an usher, then why would I do that role? Cause now you're the, um, you're the example that I see. And I think that's hard. And, and you know, I'm not blaming I'm not just picking on ushers. I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. that uh, uh, that we need to be mindful that we are continuing to minister even in, within our ministries. And that's how we get people to come back. And that's how we give them the, the confidence to want to come back uh, and engage. Like With AV, I'm, I'm welcoming and open to, to folks. Uh, I'm not the best at asking you to come. I need you to be more forthright because... What I don't want to do is start begging people um, to come to AV. So if you are interested, like continue to be interested and we can, you know, coordinate a schedule. Right now I got I got some great young folks Mm -hmm. by young. I mean, high school and college (laughs) who are excited about doing that and taking that over. And the more that they get comfortable troubleshooting the more they will be better at leading it for the days that they will have to lead it. Because they will. Yeah. They uh, know. But yeah, so there's been... There's been pieces with that. We do have a lot of young people, and I think they're excited because they got a young preacher who talks to them in a way that... Words that they understand. It's not so over their head that they... What? They're just trying to like catch what falls, and it's not too um basic or entry level that they don't feel like they're learning anything. Right. Like you do a good job of you hit you hit the scholars and you hit the beginners yes. and you give something for people in between, which I know is hard. Hard.
1: That is hard. It is so hard because you gotta think about everybody that listens to your sermon. It's then, especially now because we don't have children's church nor do we have church for our teenagers. Mm-hmm. S- and then you got young adults. Then you got your older adults. And so you got to figure out what connects with who. Mm-hmm. And you can't know. sermon will not be just for one generation. It's multi-generation. Multi-generation. So that's, that's crazy. And then I heard a statistic today. I haven't looked it up. I got to look it up and see. It says Madison has the most Gen Z um, population in the whole country. What?
0: Yes. Madison. Madison. No, knock on Madison, but Madison.
1: <laughs> that's that's what I heard today. Wisconsin, I heard that statistic, the USA. But,
0: but I don't <laughs> I
1: don't know. But wow! Say we got the most Gen Z population in the whole United States. Why? I don't know. I'm. A, I, I believe you. I believe. I don't. You. I don't know. I'm saying. I I haven't. I'm just. I, I hate when I do that. When I hear something, I normally need to get some. no 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 Some spit, back. Spit your fake information. <laughs> 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 I normally give you some concrete information <laughs> to back up what I'm saying. But right now, I hope I'm not stating fake news. But that's what was stated today in the meeting that I was in. You need CNN to back up what he said. Madison doing. has the most Gen Z, the largest Gen Z population in the in the whole country.
0: That's amazing Go Madison
1: Go Madison
0: Um, And with all of those people Living the Christian elements of unity Unashamedly mm-hmm. um Comes into play a lot Especially like we are definitely in a culture Where people are Unapologetic I remember a time where If you were unapologetically you You were like meh You shouldn't be doing that You should make yourself Um digestible for others. But now people this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. Um, and we as Christians need to be the same way. I when I listened to the sermon the first time, I um I'm glad I listened to it again. Let me say that. Okay. About these elements of how to keep the unity walk worthy of your calling. Identifying lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, and love. Right. When I first heard him, I was like, oh, he's just pulling out these t- specific fruit of the spirit. My mind was going, oh, I haven't heard them pulled out specifically. How are they being tied? But then I listened back to it, and that wasn't it at all. I made my own sermon up in my head. <laughs> uh, but these four elements. like, Now, why did Paul pick these four? I don't know
1: well I, I, i'm the writer is dead i can't call the writer and ask him <laughs> why not <laughs> why did he pick these four particular things <laughs> but uh, but from my interpretation of the biblical text <laughs> i would look at it as like lowliness hum, humility as in a sermon it deals with me mm-hmm. gentleness is how i deal with others long suffering is also How do I deal with conflict or disappointment with those in which I'm connected to? And then love must be the foundation of it all. Mm. Uh, I think these elements of Christianity uh, are also what makes any relationship prosper. If you want a healthy marriage, if you want a healthy relationship with your friends, your children, your brother or sister, if you want to help the relationship uh with your co-workers i think these four elements must be a part of the way in which you approach that relationship lowliness uh and i think in the greek it it means um to to have uh what it says let me see is having a deep sense of your own littleness having a deep sense of your own (laughs) Littleness, where you know for yourself Yo, I didn't get here by myself mm. you know, What they say If you see a turtle on the fence You know they didn't get there by itself <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a generation you talking to yeah, <laughs> <laughs> multi-generational <a> church.
1: <laughs> so They but might yes, say AI yes, put yes, it yes. up there So <laughs> You know I got it AI generated <laughs> You know what I'm saying So, so yes, lowliness, humility is a something that christians um that is a part of our makeup and who we are because of our christ because jesus displayed that humility that humble spirit um and then gentleness how i handle you um how how, how do i approach you is how do i go uh how do i correct you
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what i mean how did i criticize you but in a gentle way but then long-suffering. We all are human. We all live in the flesh. We would not always do things perfect. No, we do things right or always say the right things. So sometimes I'm going to have to endure you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you. You feel what I'm saying? I'm just going to have to have patience with you. I'm just going to have to, you know, just like uh, uh, I'm not going to give up on you. Until the Lord changes you, you feel what I mean? I'm just gonna stay with you, and that's long suffering, and that's often the fruit of the spirit that many people struggle with. Mm -hmm. And you think about it, you know, long suffering, uh, being sick for a long time, or being broke for a long time. No, this this right here is talking about relationship. How we doing? How we gonna build that unity? Is that my peer, my spouse, my family, my friend? I gotta stay with them, right? and then love love is essential uh um, to all that we do, and it it allows us to bear or to lay a foundation
0: with one another yeah that's good uh uh yeah that that was uh that was another one i I'm a good fan of uh like words and definitions and how do they flow and and you're right, like all of those fit into relationships because as you're talking as I'm reflecting like no relationship can be sustained without mm-hmm. these things right. and some of these things may endure an uh, isolation like long suffering you know he just won't commit you know those type things but if don't be foolish neither though with the long
1: suffering so
0: yeah we, yeah, we, we, we talked <laughs> about that but you have yet to give a timetable. Neither has the Lord. So we still in long suffering. <laughs> and by we, I mean the community. Uh, <laughs> hey, um you Gotta know when to
1: hold them, know when to fold them. You gotta pray for some discernment. The fam ain't committed yet. You been together this long, you still no commitment. I believe you gotta let it go. Another love. T.K.O. T.K.O. I don't know.
0: I heard that song before.
1: I don't know. None of those words.
0: Um, but uh, I think the, like lowliness and gentleness, like w- we want to have one, but not the other. But they all matter. Like, yeah. I say all that to say they all need to work together in unity. So your last point of being united in Christ. I want to spend the the rest of this time talking about the seven. One statements mm-hmm. of Paul, I only the count of five, but I'm not a doctor yet, right. so I might have missed the other two, mm-hmm. so I have the ones I found were one faith, one baptism, one body, oh, one body, oh, I got body, spirit, spirit, mhm, hope, hope, mhm-, Lord, body spirit. faith, baptism, Where's baptism. You? God, faith. Where was Lord? Okay. <laughs> you got it. You got seven yet? I don't have seven. Okay, have verse s- four. There is one body, six. spirit. Oh, let me go up to the verse. I was one annoyed. hope. Okay, that's three. Okay, one well, body. Yep. Yeah, or body, body. spirit, mm-hmm.
1: hope. Yes. Lord. Okay. Faith. Yep. Baptism, mm-hmm. God,
0: God, not God and Father,
1: just God. God. Oh, God is, is Father, Father. Father is God. God. Seven. Okay, seven. Trying to proof, proof me. <laughs> <laughs> <Not again>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, okay. So, why? What are the? Oh, why are these the pillars of the church?
1: Yeah. Because this, this is what we stand on. This is what we believe. We believe God, and here Paul is displaying the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Those the found, that's, that's the church. That's what we believe. That was That is what creates the church, and that is uh, Jesus being Lord, and we have this faith in him and this hope in him. And we're able to be a part of him because of his faith and because of baptism and because of the spirit that unites the body of Christ. One body is the body of Christ. And then, you know, we have God who is the father, who is the creator of all and the spirit who is in all and moves through us. And so that's why it's the foundation of the church. And I think, Paul emphasizes this one, this this one, like if you're the one, that means you're the only. Right. Um, I wanted to use the illustration of the matrix, right? Mm. Uh, With, um, what was this? Neil. No, he didn't know he was the one. He didn't. And, and, and he was the only one that was able to save them. Dang, I should have used that, but I had too much. No, I didn't want to be preaching long. It was my first Sunday back. I yeah, that's too,
0: the, <laughs> yeah, I saw the chat. People was like, don't, I mean, we happy you back, Pastor, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't want to preach too long, but
1: <laughs> you the one, uh, you, you the only, right. And no one can compare, compete or challenge that because you're the one you're, you're the only, and this is what Paul was trying to prove to the church that God is the only, he is the one. And so he emphasizes one, how many times? Seven.
0: Okay. I'm coachable. <laughs> I'm a good student. You know. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I had heard the foundation of the church broken down like that. Yeah. And that's important for us to know all of the the layers of it and what they all mean. And how they build upon each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's valuable. Uh, so that... Though that concludes well, actually I do like the part where you talk about John. Mm -hmm. And how John is trying to he's trying to figure out okay, yeah, Jesus, you my cousin and all, but like is it really you?
1: Are you the one? Are you the one? Or should we look for another one? Right. That you know, it's and you know, you know, life happens. Yes. And uh, you know, this this fell on me based off some circumstances in which I was dealing with myself. Um, and reading this, the one Lord, one God, one faith, one baptism, one body, one hope. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's mm-hmm. he, Paul is emphasizing he's the only. He cannot be challenged. And then I felt like, man, I felt like John. Uh, John is the revelation. Not the revelation. I'm sorry. John is... Uh, the voice crying out in the wilderness, telling the people to repent. He is the forerunner. He goes before Christ. He's called to do this. He baptizes Jesus in the Jordan River. He hears God's voice saying, this is my son, of which in whom I am well pleased. He sees the Holy Spirit descends from heaven like a dove and lands on the shoulder of Jesus. But John is in jail. Mm-hmm. And his life circumstances uh caused him to ask Jesus, "Are you the one, or should we look for another one?"
0: Mm. pause 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 so just thinking about that, like John has been the one he or not the this one, but he has been out there doing things, proclaiming letting people know. That he's coming, mm-hmm. And he ends up in prison, and it's I could I could sense like John feeling this, like defeat of not not maybe not defeat but like he's like almost like I'm ready to kind of point to it and and kick it into another gear, because now we have the person, mm-hmm. and so is it like is it you or should we look for somebody? should we look for somebody else like. And just that feeling of kind of, are are you, is like, can I pour all this energy into you and shift gears and start thinking differently and naming who you are? Or am I still proclaiming that it'll be somebody? Kind of probably what he's been doing all his life. How old is he? Like 30. Yeah. That's a long time to be
1: 30. Jesus thirty three when he died, so he's probably early thirties. So. He's six months older than Jesus. And he but he's been doing the work, preparing the way yeah. for Jesus. And then he not seeing what he thought Jesus should have been doing uh-huh. as someone who is God's son. And he's like, Yo, are you the one? Should we look for another one? Jesus never answers his question. And say yeah. He never says, Yeah, I'm the one. He says, Go tell John. <laughs> The things in which you see and you hear: the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are clean, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. As to say to John, uh, I'm not saying I'm the one; everybody else is. <laughs> Jesus have receipts, okay? You feel what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: I'm not. I'm not
1: saying it, but but look at the evidence. Look at the evidence. You by, you. Not by my words, but by my works and my mm. deeds. It's evident that I am the one. But I don't gotta say it. I don't gotta that's say the it. humility again.
0: Because mm. your work is showing. Mm. That a, that's a good chat back. Any parting points for the people?
1: No, and, um, you see, uh, unity, you must be intentional about it. And Paul says we, uh, we got to keep unity. We don't have to create it. We got to work on keeping it. And that's it.
0: All right, keep unity. Thank you all for the back half of the year. We are happy to be back. Uh, and until then, stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed.
1: Peace. Peace.